This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Tuesday, July 14th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Monday's late session sell-off in domestic equities followed reports that Washington was effectively at a standstill on the topic of a fresh round of fiscal stimulus. In addition, the enhanced unemployment benefits, the extra $600 a week, are at risk of expiring in two weeks unless Congress is able to push through an extension. A few short weeks ago, it was assumed that both Stimulus 2.0 and the step-up in jobless pay would easily pass through the approval process. As a result of the sea change, the pullback in risk assets was sharp and aided by the relockdown of California as well as the steady increase of U.S. COVID-19 cases. The shift in sentiment also resulted in a modest net bid for Treasuries, but with 10-year yields at 62.6 basis points this morning, it's difficult to argue that there has been anything close to a repricing based on the pandemic's progression and the downside risks created for the economic outlook. The departure point for the fresh round of risk-off proved instrumental in muting the response in U.S. rates. After all, a pullback from the post-COVID crash high watermark is much different than establishing new pandemic lows. Moreover, the fact that stochastics for domestic equities are well into overbought territory primed the market for a pullback. The question now becomes whether this translates into a period of consolidation or another leg lower as earnings season picks up. We have long maintained that the rally in U.S. stocks had priced in an increase in COVID-19 cases as the virus made its way across the country. But a new round of stay-at-home orders and the impact on the real economy were not reflected. This needs to be nuanced in light of recent developments, given that the S&P 500 is still above 3,100 and lockdowns are back in fashion will make the argument that it's less about the outright level of domestic equities, which haven't priced in a new round of lockdowns, and more about the broader trend toward loftier valuations. The implication is that while 3400 in the S&P 500 just became much more difficult to achieve, the odds are against a swift reversal to a sub-2500 environment. Let us not forget the relevance of the early earnings releases focused on the financial sector that will offer a sense of the broader health of the system and set the stage for the process of moving forward. From a technical perspective, it's medium-term constructive that momentum is retracing from overbought as the current outright levels remain near the post-crash highs. Suffice it to say, while it is unlikely to be a paradigm-shifting week in terms of the economic outlook, the performance of risk assets are positioned to be particularly influential. This isn't to suggest there is a complete void of economic data. In fact, this morning we get an update on consumer prices. The core CPI print is seen increasing a modest one-tenth of a percent month-over-month month in June, although it would represent the end of a streak of three consecutive declines 
and at least incrementally push back against some of the near-term disinflation concerns. Let us not forget Thursday's retail sales report, which will provide greater context for the pace of consumption as the second quarter came to a close. Our baseline expectations are for investors to heavily discount this week's releases, not due to any lingering concerns about data collection issues, but rather simply because the most recent surge of COVID-19 cases has extended the timeline to recovery. The reintroduction of stay-at-home orders also lengthens the period of mid-pandemic data and thereby renders any near-term updates as old information even before they hit the tape. Throughout the last four months, investors have developed a better understanding of the progression of the pandemic and gained a sense of the magnitude of the economic fallout. By pushing the goalposts to full reopening further away, the period of uncertainty has been extended. As such, the prospects for an upside break in the trading range for 10-year yields have diminished, at least for the time being. Instead, we'll continue to anticipate range-bound activity in the U.S. rates market with the curve shape a reflection of the underlying direction. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. 
Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.